1 Timothy chapter 6 from verse 11 to verse 16. Fight the good fight of faith. But as for you, O man of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Fight the, fight, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you in the presence of God, who gives life to all things, and of Christ Jesus, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession to keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will display at the proper time, he who is blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, who dwells in unapproachable life, light, whom no one has ever seen or can see, to him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. It is a great day to uh, celebrate together this morning. Young men standing up and professing their faith in Jesus Christ. We get to do it again in a couple of weeks. Uh, there's a couple more professions of faith in two weeks where um, Todd and Shane will also prof uh, profess their faith. So it actually prompted me to do a little bit of a mini-series uh, on the book of Timothy because uh, Timothy was uh, a young man who was pursuing the call that God had placed on his life. And uh, Paul writes a letter of encouragement uh, to Timothy. So I'm going to use uh, that book uh, to encourage uh, these young fellows this morning as uh, they step up into this life of faith, or as Paul describes it here, a fight of faith. Um, and this letter uh, that Paul writes... Is, uh, it's basically a letter of encouragement and it's uh, what I'm calling a pep talk. That's right. I picked that one because I think it looks like Caleb. You reckon? I tried to find ones that look like Nick and Az, but you can pick. Um, so um, I want this, this idea that Paul writes this letter to Timothy and it's like he gives him this pep talk. He says, you're going to go out um, into this fight of faith. You're going to live this life of faith now. Timothy's call was to be a pastor uh, in the church, um, but uh, we're going to apply this to these guys as they uh, seek to live this life of faith out there, as they pursue God's call uh, on them. And this uh, sermon, this message is going to be sort of like a pep talk to them, like uh, you know, the, the boxers and the people in their corner, as they go out to fight in the ring, uh, there's this, this uh, letter of encouragement, this pep talk for you to uh, keep going and to, uh, to spur you on. If we go to the next slide, there is this uh, sense that uh, the fight, the good fight of faith that you have been called to. And these guys, you have professed it this morning. And we together, as all of these friends and family and people that have gathered around, 
um, are sort of going to use my voice a little bit to uh, pep talk you as you step out these doors and into life and seek to live this uh, life of faith that you've professed today. Because as Paul lets Timothy know, and as many of us who have walked the faith and you have already uh, shared, you've got to actually fight for it. It's going to be hard work to continue walking with Christ and continue uh, to have your faith set on Him. And so uh, we're going to do that this morning. Somehow we're going to try and get through the whole first book of Timothy in 10 minutes, but I reckon we can do it. Okay, here we go. Chapter 1. He starts off in chapter 1. First thing you note there, he actually calls, if you've got your Bibles, you can follow through. We're going to go through it. Uh, He calls Timothy his son. And I want to do that too. And I think many of us here that have been in the church or family around you, we, got, we, we see you as our sons. And we see you as young guys that we want to see flourish in life. And we come to you this morning with this affection that we just want to um, see you flourish in life as our kids in some ways of this church family or broader family as well. Um, What we first notice, what Paul always does um, with his people, he puts it in what I've called a grace sandwich. Uh, He says to Timothy, my true son, grace and mercy to you. If you look at the end of the chapter, he uh, finishes off with grace and mercy. Uh, Just guys, remember, uh, as you've professed already, that this is all the result of God's work in you. He has chosen you to go and bear fruit. Uh, It is his work that has brought you to this, and he puts uh, us in that uh, framework. He then goes on in chapter 1, um, basically laying it out there, and he, he lays out a list of all the um, sins and brokenness um, that we have in our lives. Uh, he lays it out there pretty uh, thick and fast. If you've got your Bibles, you can have a look at that there. And he basically says that we are all lawbreakers and we are all rebels. And Paul, the apostle of, of Christ, and me as your pastor, sort of echo his words, I'm the worst of them. And you guys, and I've spoken to you personally, I know that you know the reality of sin in your life and that sin is something that continues to entangle your life and to rip you away from what you're meant to be. Paul puts this up front to Timothy and he says, this is our reality, okay, that we're all sinful, we're all law, but but through Christ now, we are right with him and we are cleansed and washed and made right with him so that we can have this life of faith. So guys, recognize that your life will still be entangled with sin, but you have set free from that to a life that he has called you to. So this sin in your life, the problems that you have in your life, the struggles in your life, don't discount you from this fight of faith that he has called you to. Uh, And he puts it straight up the front. He recognizes this is who we are as we sit in the church. We're a band of lawbreakers and rebels. And you you look at the list that Paul writes out. That's who we are as Christians. We're these types of people, but we know forgiveness through Christ. And that's what we're putting our faith in uh, as we move forward from here. Timothy, my son, he says, I give you this instruction. I give you this whole letter and I encourage you this week to uh, read this letter, guys. And he says, I want to give you these instructions so that you will know how to fight this fight of faith because it's going to come as you step out this door. And if you already talked about as you get back into school and work and uni this week, there is going to be someone that's coming swinging and punching at you to knock you off your feet from having Christ as your Lord and Saviour and following Him with all uh, what you've testified to this morning. Guys, to 
maintain this walk, you've got to fight for it. It's going to be hard work. And we're all here sitting in your corner saying, we're going to be with you every punch of the way, every step that you go out. When you get tired, we're going to be here in your corner cheering you on. Keep fighting this fight of faith. And we know it together as Christians, don't we? And that's why we're to support each other. We're all in each other's corners as we spur one another on uh, in this fight of faith. There are going to be times, guys, where you're going to want to give up. There are going to be times where you're going to doubt it all. You're going to uh, not be sure of Christ. And we want, us, we want you to come back to those who are in your corner and they will urge you again and spur you on again to fix your eyes on Christ and align you to this faith, this walk of faith, this fight of faith that he has called you to. So we go to chapter 2, that's chapter 1. Some, uh, chapter 2, he talks straight away, he goes into there, uh, you have to do this, and he's, he's urging uh, Timothy in this, and that's the language that's right through there. He's urging you, and we want to do that too. We're passionate to see you uh, keep this fight of faith going. We want to spur you on as your church and family, guys, as you head out into uh, this fight of faith. And he says uh, the great way to the first place you've got to do is get on your knees. Uh, You've got to be praying about this fight. You've got to be praying to God to help you do this. Uh, And he says prayer and intercession. Because the thing is that uh, as you go into this fight, and as we've alluded to already, you're doing it with a whole team behind you. And so what he says to Timothy, he goes, you've got to be praying hard about this fight fight of faith, but you also got to be praying for those around you, your family who are fighting with you and for you. And so one thing that he says is you get into this fight of faith, don't stop praying for yourselves, for each other, and for this whole community, for those who are following Christ. He says, as you fight, we need the power of God. Prayer shows us our dependence on God. And so, and remember what I said to you, remember you fight this faith as Christ has fought uh, this fight of faith, as Christ has fought it before you. Christ fought the fight of faith to the point where it killed him. He went to the cross. That's how much he was out there fighting for you. He went to the cross. It took him, but we know that that was only just a taste of physical death as he arose to a spiritual death, to an eternity. And uh, he reminds you that where is he now? He is up in heaven intercessing for you. That's what he's doing. Jesus is up in heaven praying for you guys that you will keep this walk of faith, that you'll keep on the narrow road, the road that's hard and rocky and windy and is going to be blood, sweat and tears. And Jesus is up there in your corner saying, I'm fighting for you guys. Don't forget it. Whatever comes your way, don't forget it, that Jesus is up there fighting for you. And he's given you a whole community of people to keep you fighting this good fight of faith. Guys, don't forget that. And uh, prayer is a great way to do it. And he says this, and Timothy's uh, context is the church. And he says, so for you guys, as you fight this fight of faith, you need to realize that we need other men and women of faith, godly men and women of faith around us as we walk this fight of faith together. So we as the church need to keep praying and interceding for each other as we all walk this fight of faith fighting for each other uh, and with each other. Chapter 3, 
Uh, he goes on and he, see, he, he sort of continues this theme going into chapter 3. He, ne- he says that we need godly leaders. And this idea of godly is a theme that comes right through Timothy. Uh, and he says, you, to godly means, if the best way I can understand it and uh, remember it, is to be like God. So in this fight of faith, he wants you to be like God. And he wants us as a church to be like God, to do what uh, God did and to say what he said and to live this out in our fire. And he wants us to be a church that builds one another up, encourages one another, spurs one another on so that we can keep this fight of faith going so that we can uh, bring him the glory. And he says that I am writing you these instructions in verse 14 and 15 of chapter 3 so that we will have a godly church, which is the pillar and foundation of truth. Guys, start praying for your church. This fight of faith is you need to need people around you to support you. As you, We need godly men and women and ministers around you as you uh, take this fight of faith. Be praying for it. Uh, go to chapter 4. Chapter 4, he, uh, he, he, he rec- makes, uh, reveals to Timothy, as Timothy knows, that this fight is a battle. And the battle that you are going into is raging. And that there is um, a, a battle of the world and of Satan who are trying to knock you out, knock you off your feet and um, destroy your faith. And he says, listen to the enemy that he describes. He describes the enemy as uh, demonic spirits. They're going to come against you. He talks about liars. He talks about people of hatred that are going to come across you, come against you. Satan and the world are going to do everything that they can to knock you off this fight of faith that he's called you to. We need to stick together. We need to gather back together in our corner and remind us of whose corner we're in. That we're in Christ's corner who won the victory over sin and death and Satan. And it is through his power that we can stand against all evil that comes against us. Guys, as you fight this fight of faith, you need to remember who's in your corner, Christ and your church. Remember that this fight is real. It's going to wage against you for the rest of your lives. Hold on to this faith. Cling on to it. Do all that you can never to let it go. And I, as I'm saying this, you know, for you guys, you realize that you can't do it by yourself. So you're doing it with those in your corner, Christ and the church. You, and I'm, we're just urging you this morning, don't let go of it. When times get tough and when things go awry, come back to your corner and remember who's there fighting with you and for you. And he goes on, this is the chapter that many people know of, of Timothy, uh, because Timothy was a young bloke. And, he's, and, t- and Paul says to Timothy, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. But what does he say? He says, I want you to set an example with your lives. And what's the, the example that he calls you to? A life of good speech, a life that reflects Christ, of love, of faith, and purity. And he says, be diligent in this sort of living, guys. Be diligent in this sort of living, that the words that you speak, the way you love, the way you interact in this world reflects who you are in Christ. And he calls, himself, he calls you 
He calls us who are followers of Christ to be diligent in this. What does he say? To give yourself wholeheartedly to this, to be prepared to uh, go to the point of exhaustion for this. And we want to spur you on in that. He says, I want you to watch your life closely. Watch your life and doctrine closely. So you guys need to know what you believe. You need to know what truth and lies are. You need to get into your word and, uh, and, and compare that to the world and, and uh, examine truth and know what you believe. Because what's going to come, remember what's going to come against you, Satan, who's the master of lies, the world who lies, um, the world that speaks against everything that you're saying, I'm putting my faith in. Do I know it to be true? Do I believe it to be true? Uh, understand how it works. And we as your church are going to be in the corner, helping, equipping, preparing one another as we uh, journey in this fight. He wants you to be godly men that reflect him. So do not neglect your call. Do not neglect your call to be fighters for this fight of faith. Chapter 5, he goes on, what are you called to? In the context of the fight that he's talking about, he wants you to care for the church. So in this fight, you've got to care for the church because they're the people in your corner and, they ne- and we need to support each other in this. And he, says, he writes a whole lot of stuff about caring for the church and he says, just as you would your family. That's how much you've got to care and love for this church family. He says, care for the needy, those who are oppressed. Uh, The life of faith, this walk of faith, is to do what Jesus did. And what did Jesus do? He interacted with the needy. He came and he met their needs. And this walk of faith, that's going to be hard for you to do. But he says, I want you to spur you on to do it um, through Christ who has shown us what that looks like. He goes on there, I want the other... the walk of faith is to care for your leadership in the church, to be praying for your elders and your deacons and for your small group leaders and for your parents and for those who are around you that have influence in your life. You need to care for them because they're the people that are in your corner that are spurring you on. Guys, have you got a mentor? Who's discipling you? And I'm preaching to these guys, but I'm preaching to you, aren't I? Anyone that's here. Who are the people that are spurring you on? Who's in your corner that's going to help you uh, live out these things? And he goes on again. He puts, the high, he puts the high mark on it, and I do as your pastor. I, I charge you with this. I'm going to hold you accountable to this, guys. I want to hold you accountable to living what you have testified from today. That you say that Jesus is going to be your Lord and Savior, and I want to follow him all my life. I'm going to hold you accountable to it, and I hope everyone here is going to do that too as we spur one another on in this fight of faith that Christ has called us to. Chapter 6, last chapter, we're nearly there. Um, What he does all the way through here, it comes out a bit particularly here, is I want you to pass this on. This fight of faith that you do as you walk it, you need to pass it on to others. And so the question for you is, guys, who's following you? Who are your disciples? You've talked about serving in youth and in this church and things like that. Who are the guys that are looking up to you that you need to disciple? This idea that Jesus puts out there that you uh, need to be a disciple and to disciple others. Even though you are young, guys, you are to set an example for these young blokes, for the guys out in turbos, for those that are growing up, because this baton needs to be passed on. You need to be in their corner as they fight the good fight of faith. You know 
uh, the battle that's raging against you. And so he keeps calling him back to godliness. And now he sort of he wraps up this last bit that Dagmar uh, read for us. It's crunch time. As you guys go out there, as you fellas step up and you uh, go out there, what does he say? He says, you guys, you young men, <laughs> flee from sin. Do everything you can to avoid sin and temptation and, uh, uh, and things that are going to destroy your walk of faith. And what does he say? I want you to pursue wholeheartedly with all your heart, soul, and mind. I want you to pursue righteousness and godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Remember the righteousness? That's where he started the book. He said, you are right with Christ, even though we're sinful lawbreakers and rebels, but you are right with Christ. Remember that. Don't forget that. Remember that you are being made in the image of Christ. You are becoming godly as the Spirit walks with works within you keep in step with the spirit to have him shine through you uh, we're walking this fight of faith and we're doing it together love throws out of you endurance we've talked about this isn't it we've got this is going to be a long hard fight there's going to be times where you just don't feel like you're not going to be able to lift up your hands or you're not even be able to go to last you know, it's a 15 round fight however long that's going to be you've got to have endurance and that's why we're sitting here today spurring you on saying we're here come back to the corner we'll give you a drink and a massage and we'll go on <laughs> again together uh, and gentleness isn't it sometimes we as fighters can get a bit sort of cocky and sure of ourselves but how did jesus lead he was always a humble gentle fighter isn't he? I, I compared the, uh, the latest fight, what's his name, Mayweather, and what's the Filipino guy? Pacquiao. Have you, have, chalk and cheese, those two guys. One's a Christian, one's not. Um, but th there's something about the gentleness in it of him. And you guys, as you go out to fight in this faith, and you might want to get into some uh, hard fights, do it in gentleness like Christ. So grab hold of your faith. And be prepared to follow your saviour like he did and fight to the death. This might kill you in the end. And we want to uh, spur you on in that fight. Know uh, to the life that God has called us to. Last slide as we wrap up. This has been sort of the phrase that's been ringing in my head for the last 6 to 12 months. And I've been preaching on it here a lot. And I think it just comes out again in Timothy. And these are some of my last words and our last words to you guys as you go out this week. Remember who God is. And look, at, look how he finishes. Look how he finishes chapter 6. What does he say? It is God, who does he call him? The blessed one, the only ruler, the king of kings, the lord of lords, the only immortal one, the one who lives in inapproachable light. And it's almost that Paul can't contain himself. Do you recognize who this God is? The creator of the universe, the one who loved you so much that sent his son, the one who was prepared to go to a cross for you guys, the one who was willing to come from heaven and live within you. This God who is over all, through all, and in all is with you and is fighting in your corner. Don't forget who God is and don't forget who you are because of him. Remember, you're the saved rebels and sinners who have been called to a new life with Christ. Don't forget it. And, you, and that's why you've got to keep coming back to the corner because we're going to remind you of who God is and who you are because of him. You are temples of the Holy Spirit filled with his power as you go out into the world. 
So now, as you go to fight this good fight of faith, recognize it's a good fight. He puts that in there, and I thought, yeah, it is a good fight. You had those times where you've just worked out to the point or run to the point or exhausted yourself to the point where you just about fall over and there's this, or thrown up. <laughs> and there's this sense that when you sort of recover, and there's this sense of that was good. Like, you know, there's that sense of that was worth it in your training or whatever it is. And there was a sense of, and I think that's what we get as Christians. As we fight this fight and we fight it together, there's a sense of this is right. And even though our endurance almost comes to the end and we sit back sometimes and we reflect, we just think, oh, this is good. This is right. This is the life that we're called to. And uh, as we uh, stumble and fall sometimes, know that he is for us and will never leave us. So young men of God, Get out there and fight the fight. We're in your corner. Christ is in your corner. We're with you all the way. And we hope that come the day of glory, that you will receive the victor's crown in its fullness <laughs> as we who follow Christ will. Let's pray. Lord and God, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this letter to Timothy. We thank you that it uh, spurs us on to fight this fight of faith. We thank you that we are reminded again through it who you are. We thank you that you are the creator of the universe, a God who is all-powerful, almighty, a God who is rich in love, who is slow to anger, who abounds in mercy and compassion a God who so loved the world but sent his son to die for it. Lord Jesus, that you are the God who came to, to earth, lived amongst us and went to the cross in obedience to your Father. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you died in our place for the forgiveness of our sins. We thank you that we know that you are God because you rose from the dead. And you gave us victory over Satan and death as you rose again from the dead. And Lord, as you ascended to heaven, we, remind, we are reminded that you are in our corner interceding before the Father on our behalf. Lord, what a God you are. And what a God you are that you said that you will not leave us on this earth by ourselves, but you will send us your spirit, your spirit who will live within us to give us the power and the comfort and the strength that we would never be able to muster ourselves. Lord, you are great. And this morning, we want to give you glory. We thank you for Nick and for Caleb and for Aaron. And Lord, as these young men stand up and fight this good fight of faith, we pray your blessing on them. We pray your power on them, that they would radiate your glory as they fight this good fight of faith. And we pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen. We want to finish off our service this morning by singing a song which is called The Stand. Uh, and I think it's a great song because it first reminds us that God stands in our corner for us. That He's the one that actually wins the victory. He's the one that uh, has enabled uh, this to happen. 
And remember that grace sandwich that we talked about? This song sums that up. And then it says uh, our response to that is then is to stand up and to offer our lives to Him. That we're going to go into this world swinging as we engage with the enemy and seek to bring His love to this world. And so we stand and we worship Him, lifting up holy hands of prayer and worship to Him. So congregation, please stand and let's worship and praise our wonderful, gracious God.